It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. So I read Gary's book, The Seed of the Soul, for the first time in the early 90s, and it resonated with me so deeply, it literally changed every aspect of the way I lived. I actually changed the way I operated the show. Even today, 30 years later, Seat of the Soul is still on my nightstand. Please welcome Gary Zukov. So you're the expert who helped me so much. You know that, right? Oh, my. <laughs> to be an expert, <laughs> that's <laughs> impossible when it comes to life. Who can be an expert in life? But you can do your best. Yeah. And if you're doing your best, that's going to take you where you need to go. Now, here's an interesting thing. In my experience, everything takes you where you need to go. That's what I was saying. Everything does. You eventually get there. And for some people, and it has also been that way for me, that I could have taken a direct path, but I had to go all the way around the mountain. But eventually you get there. Eventually we get there. But some people think that going all the way around is something bad. There's learning opportunity in everything that we do. So you came here to help us soar. There's learning opportunity in soaring. So if you try and you fall to the ground, your fall will teach you, it gives you lessons. If you soar, your flight will give you lessons. So the intentions that you choose change your experience, but your experience always serves you. And if you remember that, you won't be complaining or whining about what's happening in your life or crediting other people if it's a wonderful thing that happens in your life. You'll be looking at it and seeing what you can learn about yourself so that you can create differently in a better way. So, you know, I was just sharing with my friends in Calgary about authentic empowerment. This is the thing, y'all. If you get this, your life does soar. If you get this notion of your personality is here to actually serve your soul, and that the soul is here for deeper meaning, deeper learning, deeper everything, correct? 
Correct. I so much enjoyed hearing what you shared so far. And for me, I was so miserable when I was growing up as a child in a small town in Kansas. And I grew up slightly to be in the Army as a Green Beret. And I was a sex addict. And I experimented with a lot of drugs. And people weren't important to me. And I was volatile emotionally. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Well, it was my life. But here's the thing. I thought it was really cool. I thought I was on track. And it wasn't until later in my life. When you say sex addict, what do you mean? What, what's that? When you say sex addict, what does that mean to you? A sex addict? Yeah. A sex addict is someone who uses other people and doesn't really realize that they're using other people because they think it's cool. A sex addict is someone who walks into a room and scans the room and the people that are strong and healthy and grounded and whole feels no attraction to those people. But if there's someone there who can be seduced, who is weak, whom I could use, it was on my sonar, suddenly came alive, boing, 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 target. It was the weakest woman in the room, the one who felt the worst about herself, the one who had no confidence, the one who needed someone else to need her. And I could, and I could score. That's what I called it. I think it's still called that. You're not scoring anything. You are participating jointly in a lack of respect, in a mutual degradation. Because it wasn't until later in my life that I realized I always knew that the women I was with didn't mean anything to me. But it never dawned on me <laughs> that I didn't mean anything more to them. So they were using you too? Yes, they yeah. were. Yeah. And that's what a sexual addiction is. It's as ugly to experience as it is to look at. So now I've been experimenting with creating authentic power, and I'm drawn to people like you. Yeah. <laughs> and my life is beautiful. I didn't say it was easier, but it's very beautiful. So tell me, how does one align one's personality with the desires of your soul? Oh, that's the question. You can read the book and it's pretty easy to understand, but it's the practicing, it's the actual doing of it. First of all, you have to learn how to feel. You have to learn how to feel in real ways, which means in terms of physical sensations in your body, like your chest or your throat or your solar plexus. And if you're in fear, you hurt there. You hurt physically. And it's very painful. And if you feel blissful, pleasing sensations in these same areas, and there's four more, you know that you're experiencing love. And people usually think, well, I know when I can experience love, and I know when I'm experiencing fear, but I didn't. First of all, I never knew what love was, and secondly, fear was all of my life. That's why I became a Green Beret. When I was just getting out of school, I was so frightened, I didn't know I was frightened. 
And if anybody had said, you know, Gary, everything you're doing, you're doing because you're frightened, I said, you're talking to me? Come here. The street name for that, for being so frightened that you can't admit that you're frightened, is macho. And I was macho. And yes, that's worth applauding. If you can recognize that in yourself, you're on a spiritual path. If you become aware in any way of your own emotions, you're on a spiritual path. Then you can use those emotions to choose what you're going to do next. Oprah said, karma never loses an address, and it's got yours. So what are you sending to yourself? You're always sending messages. And every message you send has got the same address on it. It says, return to sender. And what is coming back to you is not just the action. It's the intention. Yes. An intention of love or intention of fear. Yes. So the two ways to create authentic power, and there's only two, I mean two tool tools, is emotional awareness and responsible choice. That's a choice that will bring you consequences for which you're willing to assume responsibility. And like you pointed out so beautifully, no one can do this for you. You are responsible for the consequences you create. You are responsible. You can't flunk the earth school. It's impossible. Everything that happens to you happens to you to assist you in your spiritual development. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. I know you can't flunk it, but some people aren't passing so well. I mean, I think some people are getting higher grades than others because I think when you think that power is external, and we live in a world that constantly tells us that external power is what matters, since you and I were doing our last interview, social media has taken over and how many likes you get or how many people put little hearts on your social media posts and stuff. People measure their worth, their value through that and consider that to make them powerful. How many followers you have. We're in a world that has now, it seems to me, I don't know, do you all feel that, that we've just sort of transitioned to this world where everybody's just looking for likes. Those are people in pain. If you're looking at the number of likes you have in the world, you are living in pain. And you can prove this to yourself by putting your attention in these three areas that I've mentioned. Because you are giving your value to someone else. Or put more precisely, you are asking someone else to give you the value, to tell you how much you're worth. And as long as you're doing that, you're in pain. And as long as you're in pain, you're going to be acting unconsciously wanting more likes. There's lots of ways to get more likes. Money, sex, you name it. But when you are the authority in your own life, when you can contribute instead of consume, 
you can begin to experience a new way of being in the world. And likes are not important to you. Dislikes are not important to you. What is important to you is following your heart. What is important to you is giving the gifts that you were born to give. If you can't give the gifts that you were born to give, now here's the thing, the universe, will, the earth school doesn't grade you. That's why I say you can't flunk out of it. And you can't do badly in it. What you can do is create painful experiences for yourself. And what you can do is create blissful and constructive experiences for yourself. That's your choice. You can't choose what emotion you're going to feel in the moment, but you can choose what you're going to do when you feel it. You can react, act as you have in the past, and create the painful consequences that you have in the past if it's fear you're experiencing, or you can respond consciously. You can reach for the healthiest part of your personality you can um, even imagine that would be a part that's grateful, caring, appreciative, content in awe of the universe, and then do your best to act from that energy, from that part, even while you're feeling the frightened part of your personality, the part that's angry, jealous, resentful, vengeful. That's hard. But when you do it, that's creating authentic power. And the more you do this, the more the frightened parts of your personality begin to lose their control over you. What I love that you say is that all the power that the world seems to revere. Lots of women are born beautiful and they use their beauty as their power. And I used to always love it whenever I talk to models on the show and the models will always complain about how they look and their thighs and stuff. I said, I'll show you a thigh. Um, <laughs> Hunty, I will show you a thigh. Uh, but, but one day, I remember Sybil Shepherd is the only person I ever talked to as a model who admitted that being beautiful was a source of power to her. And I really appreciated her for that, for saying, yeah, I use it, I use it. And that she said she remembered when her daughters became older and really attractive and they were walking down the street and she remembers the first time somebody wasn't like whistling at her, but the attention was going to her daughters. I mean, I, I just really appreciated that kind of candor. But people use their money, they use their position, they use their looks for power. And what you're saying in Seed of the Soul is that eventually all of that fades. It doesn't fade peacefully. Pursuing external power produces only violence and destruction. Between nations, it produces physical violence and destruction. Between individuals, it produces emotional violence and destruction. You know, I would like to put the beautiful things that you're sharing, and they are beautiful, into the largest context that I can okay. grasp. There is a transformation in human consciousness happening now. And it's been happening for about a generation. And that transformation of consciousness is not a transformation of anything that's in your consciousness. It's a transformation of what is happening to your consciousness. It's not a matter of being able to experience. It's a matter of what you can experience. That's how big this transformation is. This shift in human consciousness is epic.
It's unprecedented, and we are on the ground floor. We are moving beyond the limitations of the five senses, which used to be our entire world. We keep those, but we have another perceptual ability. So we're becoming multi-sensory, and we see ourselves as more than minds and bodies. We see ourselves as something more, and the more is the soul, or whatever term you want to use for the immortal aspect of yourself, the part that existed before you were born and the part that will exist when your personality dies. We see the world not as random, and we pray for good luck and we'd run from bad luck. We see it as meaningful, as symbolic, and it teaches us about us. We see the universe not as dead or inert, but as alive and wise and compassionate. You are speaking to either multisensory humans or emerging multisensory humans. In other words, everything that we're saying about external power belonged to a consciousness that is dying. That is five sensory perception and power. These are highly woke people in here. These are highly woke people. Yes, Otherwise, they, they, are. they wouldn't be here. Highly woke people. Yes, yeah. I'm agreeing with that completely with all my heart. That's why I was thrilled when you invited me to come and speak with you. I love speaking with you like this. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. Can I share with the audience here my favorite moment with Gary on the Oprah show was a moment where this woman, a young mother, had, was stuck in her grief after the death of one of their infant twins. She'd had twins and one of the babies died. And what you said to her that day is what I called a healing holy moment. I never forgot it. I want the whole audience to hear it. Play that tape, y'all. If you look at Ryan as a soul, like yourself, like Ira, like Oprah, like me, like everyone on this earth that left this earth when it chose, then you will have a different perspective. You will be able to see the gifts that this soul offered to you during its short stay on the earth. You will reach a place in your life where you are grateful that this soul chose to be with you for however short a time. If you do not, you will live your life in anguish thinking that a tragedy has occurred. Whenever you see your other son growing up, you will say, Ryan should be here. When he graduates from high school, you say, Ryan should have graduated. When he finds his wife, you will say, Ryan should be getting married too. And through all of this time, you will be imposing on your other son a burden to carry because no matter what he does or how successful he is, he will be causing mommy pain. If you look at Ryan 
as a soul, a great soul like yourself, who voluntarily entered the earth school and voluntarily left it in order to be with you and to offer gifts, then you will begin the process of fathoming and appreciating and becoming grateful for the power of the interaction that you had with that soul. And you will be able to receive the gifts that that soul came to this earth to give you, to give Ira, to give to his siblings. And if you do not, you will continually be turning away from those gifts. You will be denying the very wealth of wisdom and compassion that was offered to you by this soul. Well, that may be the most powerful thing I ever heard you say. That's pretty powerful. I thought that was powerful then. I think it's still powerful. We just spoke to her recently, and she said that moment changed her family's life forever so that she didn't grow up blaming the son who lived for the son who didn't live. And that happened because of that moment. Did, did, you, did all of you see Jody's face in that moment when she, yes, when she, when she understood it. that? When she got it, when she received well, it. Well, Oprah's talking about a holy, sacred moment. I want to ask you a question. What if every moment in your life is and has been holy and sacred, but you haven't seen it until now? I want to suggest something. You are holy and you are sacred, and there's nothing that you can do to change that. You are a powerful and creative, compassionate and loving spirit, and the pain in your life is a measure of the distance between your self-image and your behavior and that reality. And everything that happens in your life gives you an opportunity to close that distance until it's zero. You don't have to do that. You have free will. But as you choose to ignore the loving parts of your personality and to cultivate or indulge the frightened parts, you will create more painful consequences. You will still be holy. You'll still be sacred. You were born that way. Your personality will die that way. Why not step into that experimental relationship, if it's experimental for you, and start to behave in the best way that you can? And by holy, I don't mean you know, blessing people, bless you, my son, my daughter. No, just be considerate. Listen to people. Know that you're on the earth, not by accident, but because your soul chose the experiences of physicalness what is the experience of physicalness? It's a domain of time, space, matter, and duality, and duality, and duality. Duality requires choice. And in the Earth School, there's only two choices fundamentally. They are intentions, love or fear, fear or love. You may feel that you have countless choices, but you really only have two. And the consequences that you create, the karmic return to sender message, is determined by intention, not by action. So become aware of your intentions 
And then that requires emotional awareness and responsible choice. Because creating authentic power is learning to distinguish within yourself the difference between love and fear, and then choosing love no matter what's happening inside of you or what's happening outside of you. Thank you, Gary Zukov, my favorite teacher. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. 